And now our scripture reading is from Romans 12, 3 through 8. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning, Regen. Quick time of uh, just pray and ask you, Lord, that uh, even though you gave me insight in what to say, we just ask you, Lord, that it be your words that we share today. My name is Mike, and I'm one of the elders here, and we're right now going through what we call our vision and value series. So for the month of September, the elders, each one, each week, is going through one of the topics. And this week is part two on whole life service. We started with Justin sharing on integrated scripture, I'm doing this week, and following that we'll do thriving diversity and then spiritual family as core tenets of what we'll be doing. So whole life service. Have you ever gotten a phone call or a message on your machine that says, we've been trying to reach you concerning your vehicle's extended service contract? And it may go on, says, you should have received a notice in the mail about your car's extended service warranty. Since we have not gotten a response, we're giving you final courtesy call before we close out your file. This is the 329th final courtesy call that you've received. And uh, you go, wait, wait, wait a second. My car still is under warranty. Why are they calling me? Or uh, you're, you think, gee, I have a beater that's 20 years old, and why would I even have a warranty on that? Or, wait a second, I don't have a car. I ride a bicycle. Why are they calling me? So there are others who are trying to offer you service for uh, whatever goes into their own pocket. But luckily with us, with Jesus, by faith and with Jesus paying the price, we have a lifetime warranty. But there are some things that the Lord asks us to do. So as an example, we have a, how old is it, 14-year-old Toyota Highlander, and we haven't been driving it as much, and there was a tow truck coming to tow another car out of our driveway, and I had to move our Highlander. So I got and get in the car, and I turned the ignition, and it goes, try it again, Try it again. Anyone ever have that happen before? And so the reason why is because I hadn't been driving the car. And since I hadn't been driving it, then the alternator hadn't been running, the battery hadn't been charged, and so the battery was dead enough that I couldn't start the engine. So I had to get a jump for that and got the car started and moving. But in a way, the gifts that God gives us are a lot like other parts of our life and that we need to keep using them 
to keep them energized. We need to keep using them to make them work. We need to keep using them so that they're fresh and ready to go when we need to start up and get moving on the way. So whole life service. We're gonna take this concept apart. Um, whole, what does whole mean? Life, uh, there's all kinds of ideas. Does life mean that I have some ethereal being that floats through the ether? Does life mean that I am here and present? Um, there's a lot of philosophical things, but we're gonna take a look at what whole life is from the standpoint of what Jesus said. So if we go to Mark 12, 30, we can get an idea as to what whole life is by how Jesus answered the scribes when they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? And he answered them. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So he didn't say whole life, but he basically, in the lead up to, to this, is saying that you serve and worship the Lord with all of your being, with all of you. So looking into Mark 12, 30, we see, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and all of your strength. So now we're, because uh, unfortunately I'm an engineer, we're gonna get a little technical here. So let's start off with heart. So heart, the Greek he used is cardia. So anyone here like to do cardio? That's where the word comes from. I don't see a lot of hands raised up, so I think you're in the same boat as I am. Um, so Jesus wasn't referring to going out there and running until your heart is beating at 120 beats per minute and sweat is pouring down your brow. It's the term that is commonly used in Greek that means your inner being. It's the part that when you say, um, I give my heart to you. It's what we use when they say, I really have a heart for that. It's what we use when they say that you're really tugging on my heart. And Jesus is tugging on our heart and he wants us to give all of our heart and inner being to him. So that is our desires, our wants, and so on that's in the depths of us. The next term is soul. And this comes from the word psyche, where we get the word psychology from, which you might think is, has to do with brain. But the Greek here means breath. And this is where uh, refers to when God breathed life into his creation. So when he says breath, this often in scripture refers to the spirit. And so this is the inner depths of our being, your absolute distinct personhood. So when Joe is leading us in singing about, I will fly away, that's our soul flying away to be with Jesus. And that's the inner depth of our being. Um, so we're to worship the Lord with all of our soul, with our depth and inner being. The next term is mind. And the Greek for that is dianoia. And dianoia, so noia has to do with your, um, the noose or your, your noggin up here, your brain. And dia is a term we get, which means in depth, we get diagnostic from that. And it's a term that's often used for dia to look to and fro, to look at something thoroughly and in depth, to look at all sides of it. So when uh, a young Jewish boy or girl prepares for their bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, 
Part of what they do is they learn how to argue. They learn how to look at something and argue both sides of what is being discussed. And this is what Jesus is saying when he says, you're to love the Lord your God with all of your mind. That means even when pastors up here preaching, even when you hear something um, uh, on the TV or in social media, you're to look at both sides of it. Jesus wants you to look at it. how would the Lord interpret this? What are the pros? What are the cons? How does Jesus want me to act? How should I be and how should I follow the Lord in all that I do? But use your, the mind that he has given you to understand and know why you believe and why what you read and what you grow is there and in place. The final part, uh, the, Jesus said to love the Lord your God with all of your strength. And that comes from the word um, iscus. Is means force. And chus uh, or, or exo means to have, so to have force. Uh, so going back to cardio, that's what you have with isometric, like isometric exercises, that iso comes from force. So he says to love the Lord your God with all of your strength, your might. Uh, this is your hands, these are your feet. This is uh, carrying boxes, this is being present, this is uh, offering whatever you have of you. Along with that strength is we labor to earn and we take those earnings to live and also to give. And your giving fits into this category as well in generosity and other areas. So putting this all together with all four on there to um, should be a little cross, perfect. Um, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, to love the Lord your God with all of your soul, to love the Lord your God with all, all of your mind, and to love the Lord your God with all of your strengths. So that is how Jesus, I believe, defined whole life, is all of you. But then, we're going back to whole life service, what is service? Well, uh, you can have a service contract, so we talked about that. Um, you, I inherited from my grandmother a tea service. Uh, when your computer breaks, you call customer service. When uh, you go to the restaurant, they say, may I be of service? Well, let's look at some terms, again, from the Bible. And a few of these terms. The first one is uh, liturgia. Liturgia, I'm not very good at my Greek, but it's where we get the term liturgy. And this is used in reference to giving gifts as a form of service. It's usually used for public service. It's used in reference to a minister or a priest uh, leading a liturgy or a service to bring people into a communion and time with God. The next term looks almost the same. It's uh, litria which means generally service. And this has to do with uh, worship, usually. So I got kicked out of a jazz choir in high school because I can only sing a monotone. So public worship is not something I'm good at, but he asks us to have personal worship as well. And there are a couple terms that we have. One is a halal worship. That's what we have in the Old Testament when we sing hallelujah with raised hands and declaring who God is. And there's one Jesus used called proskuneo, which is to lay prostrate, when he describes 
our worship being like a dog laying at his master's feet, an absolute abject worship of his master. And our personal life can be filled with worship as part of service, service to the Lord. The next term is a Greek term called doulos, which is used for a bondservant. It's uh, someone who belongs to another. It's a reference to us belonging to Jesus, us belonging to the Lord as a bondservant, without any of your own ownership or your own rights. That's the difference between saying, I believe in Jesus, and saying, Jesus is my Lord. There's a big difference between those two. It's of believers who willingly live under Christ's authority as his devoted followers. It's also a term, for those of you that have babies or have babies on the way, you may have heard the term doula. And a doula is one who helps the midwife in assisting and helping the baby to be born. She is there to do whatever the midwife requires, whatever is needed of the mother who is about to have a child, to get things ready and prepared. And in a way, Jesus asks us to be his doula, to be there and ready in helping others to be birthed into the kingdom, to help others to grow in their walk and to grow in a, a service to him. The final one that is used often in the New Testament is, is diakonia. And this is where we get the term deacon from. And this is an act of service. It's active service where you know that you have a role, you know that what you're serving and services entails and helping others and helping them in growing. So you don't have to be a deacon or a minister or a worship leader to serve, but you do have to be you because God has given you specific gifts. He's given you the ability to be different from everyone else. And it's together that we bring all of us together as one body and allows God to serve through us to bring glory to God. We'll take a look at 1 Corinthians 12. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all to everyone. Not just one, but to everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. The manifestation of Spirit is not given just for you and your own use, it's given for the common good to be shared. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who appointed to each one individually as he wills. So you shouldn't be ashamed or feel out of place or nervous because you don't have some particular gift because God has given you specifically what he wants you to have to be able to help all of us to serve one another. You can serve well without apostolic gifts. We are all one body working together to glorify God.
So looking into Romans 12, where we started with, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. So you all are individuals, but we all are connected to each other as one body. So having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. It doesn't say let us sit on them. It doesn't let us, you know, leave them by the side of the curb and let the battery run down so that when we come out to start the gifts up, because but says use them. So you may not know what they are, but grow with what you know that you have. So continuing on in Romans, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So we all are in different stages of our life. We've all been given the gift to serve in different ways, according to different gifts, different manifestations. And we're to serve the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and all of our strength. And as we grow through our walks, you may start off, you may have an awesome gift of strength, but when you're in your 80s or 90s, you may not feel so strong anymore, but you may have wisdom. When you first start off in your walk, you may not have much experience to be able to teach, but as you grow and learn, you're able to teach later. So let's put all these together back into our, our full life, so that four quadrants of the heart, soul, mind, and strength. Starting with the heart. In your personal life, you can grow in the heart through fellowship. So fellowship is a fun word because you think of a ship and you think of people on that ship. Well, once you're out to sea, you can't exactly pick and choose who's on the ship. You have to deal with who's there. And if it's the old ships that they had when the Bible was written, you all have work to do. Whether it's manning the sheets or rowing the oars and so on, you all have a different role to play. And fellowship in home groups, which we're starting now in earnest, is important because it's a time to be vulnerable and a time to share and grow with others. You may not like some of the people you are in fellowship with, but we all get to grow in love with the fellowship that we have. And that's part of the testing and growing of our faith and character of who we are. Friendship is a form of service of the heart. Kindness is a form of service. Hospitality and opening your home or um, giving food to someone who asks on the street, uh, serving with the Cross Streets Ministry are all forms of service with the heart. Going to our soul, your personal worship time is a form of service in lying that term proskuneo, prostrate before the Lord and saying, I don't know what's going on in my life right now, Lord, so I'm going to lay at your feet and let you talk to me because I've got no idea. That is a form of worship. Prayer is a form of worship. So you're praying alone and giving your life to the Lord and praying for others. So right now we'll take a real quick time of prayer and Lord, we just want to lift up our brothers and sisters 
in Taiwan, the earthquake that just happened, and their families and their communities. And we ask you to use this as a time, although difficult for many, that you use it to show your mercy and your love to those in the community. Other forms of service from the soul is meditating on the word. Not just studying it, but just taking two or three words and saying, God, what are you saying to me right now as your soul and your spirit grows? Prophecy, has God given you a word to share with another person or given you a word to share with others uh, is a form of worship and a form of service. Showing mercy from God's spirit to others is a form of worship. So in our, um, our vision value statements, we say we believe that to experience life in the Holy Spirit, we need to commune with God on a personal level and also as a community as we worship in our services. Going to the mind, you need to exercise your mind the same way you exercise your body. When we follow Jesus and become more like him, we want to love like him. And Jesus is the perfect example of a servant leader. In our personal lives, our form of, uh, of service is to study the word and what does the word say. It's also to take that diakonia, that looking to and fro, looking at both sides. When we hear a particular dogmatic statement, go back and see what does the word say? What does the heart say? What does Jesus say? Uh, what are both sides of this? And what do you say to my mind? And what do you say to my heart? And what do you say to my soul? In our public service, that can, this can take the form of teaching. It can be helping in the children's ministry. It can be helping to lead a home group. It could be helping to lead a Bible study. Also, with the mind, it could be helping to organize, to put the blocks in the right order so that things flow in a way that helps others to be able to understand and for things to happen. Finally, with our strength, we're to love the Lord with our whole strength. With our strength, that would be anything that has to do with your hands and your feet. If you're breathing, you have strength. With your personal life, uh, part of that is to take care of yourself, to um, spend time exercising, maybe meditate on what the Lord has said while you're out for a walk or out for a run, to take care of yourself and also to take care of others for their strength. So when you're doing acts of mercy down with the soul and the heart, you're also helping someone else to build up their strength. With your giving is a form of strength to help others, to help the body to be strong. So putting all four of them together, you have your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength are all areas where you serve both personally and you're asked to use them for a common good to serve publicly in the body, in the community, in your family, and amongst your neighborhoods. We've all been given the gift to serve, but the gifts we have to serve change over time. So as you grow in the word, then you grow to a point where you may be able to serve by teaching. As you grow in fellowship, you grow to a point where you may be able to exhort others, to encourage them, to counsel them. As you grow in faith, you grow to where you can pray for others. You may be given a gift to be able to heal others. 
Um, we set people free through our prayers. As we grow old, we grow in wisdom to hopefully bring balance and insight to others. But in all stages of our life in the Lord, we're asked to serve with our whole life that we have. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, so first thing is, um, so almost everyone here, you're not a human, it seems these days, unless you have one of these, and you can be stuck in an endless scroll where you're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and your eyes start to glaze over, your mind starts to go into a fog as you're scrolling along, and and uh, continually saying, oh, gee, what could happen? Oh, he said so-and-so. I can't believe it. Um, the Bible doesn't ask us to be stuck in endless scroll. He asks us to take on endless life. And part of that endless life comes through the gifts that God has given us in using those to serve the Lord and to serve others. So in 1 Corinthians 12, all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually, to each one of you individually, as he wills. So in a, uh, I'm going to share from Mark 12, and then after that we're going to have a testimony from uh, Happy and Gary, who are going to share a bit about uh, their life and how God has used them in service and in their lives and how it's changed. And you might see on the screen, there'll be a QR code. And I created a, a link to uh, Crew's website on spiritual gifts. I think it's crewgiftstest.bitly slash crewgiftstest. And um, I don't want you to be stuck in endless school. I want you to listen to Happy and Gary. But the idea is if you're wondering areas that you can grow, there are resources available to help discover what gifts God has given you in areas where you can serve. So in Mark 12, 30, we had uh, to get an idea. Uh, I'll go down a little bit after this. Uh, the scribes asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then went on, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. So I'll repeat that. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. And without serving the Lord with your whole life, it's really difficult to love your neighbor as yourself. So now we'll go on to Matthew 25. And Jesus is sharing a parable about the sheep and the shepherd. And uh, the king came out, Matthew 25, 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the word, world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, 
Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And we'll ask uh, Gary and Happy if you can come up and share. Good morning, everybody. And thank you, my make me uh, many to recall in Hong Kong, I learning the Greek. I remember the Akapa, Akapa, uh, 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 the, the word, but many the word, uh, I have many words I forget. <laughs> Thank you, sorry. Uh, my name is Gary. Uh, I think some people will, they know me. And here's my wife. His name is Happy. Uh, Happy not only is a good wife, he also is a good co-worker. Uh, in every Sunday morning, she makes the breakfast for the people uh, in every Sunday. But uh, I'm sure she makes the food is very good. <laughs> and uh, many people will ask us why will, you will uh, willing to service the homeless and, uh, and the people. Um, since six years, years old, I started to uh, go to the church in uh, Sunday school. Uh, after in 1980, uh, when I baptized, uh, when I after that, in 1996, my parents immigrated to America, but I uh, still live in Hong, Hong Kong alone. In that time, I needed from the new address, from the old address, moved to the uh, new, the new, the address, uh, new the home. Uh, in that time, I know the happy at the church after she become my girlfriend. Uh, one day, uh, she asked me a uh, asked her a question: uh, If want to the uh, mental illness hospital, Capensi uh, department to be a volunteer. Uh, what what is Capensi? Is the Capensi? Uh, uh, I'm I'm English not so good. Sorry. Capensi uh, is a ministry in the hospital uh, to take care uh, to take care and helping the uh, living in the hospital the patient. Uh, in a in a why. On the other hand, uh, why I will do the, this, the, the volunteer at first, uh, because my uh, wife, Happy, uh, he, she, her elder the sister uh, with mental illness. And we want to learn uh, how to help the mental patient. Then at first, uh, we, uh, we join the uh, volunteer we need to take the class. I uh, took a class. The class is training to take care of the mental patient. And uh, I need the internship, go into the walk internship, uh, visit the patient, and uh, talking with them. Go through the training. We certify, become a, a volunteer. And then we, every the weekend, we'll go to the hospital to visit the patient. Living in a hospital, the patient is very 
actually it's very bad. Uh, uh, some of the patients is living in a soft period and then leaving the pay, uh, hospital. And some patients, they living uh, uh, a few the mi uh, years or many years, uh, even uh, 10 years, uh, 20 years in the hospital. And uh, even in uh, some of the patients, they, because the, uh, their situation, they need to the living in the hospital uh, in the whole life, his whole life living in the, in the hospital. In uh, 2005, my son Linus uh, was born. During the time I, I give up uh, my job, and in the, in the, during the day, daytime I take care of my son. In the nighttime, I uh, go to the uh, seminary to study, uh, to take the theology class. And in the Saturday, I also will go to the hospital to visit, visit the mental illness. Until to my son, two years old, he need to go to school. He, he can go to school. Uh, um, the Kevin's the department, the, the pastor, he also is the Kevin's the supervisor. He, he asked me, uh, do you want uh, uh, to employ me in live, uh, working in a hospital? Uh, my job is every day go into the walk to visit the patient and help them to uh, uh, the Bible group to, uh, to, to lead the Bible group to, start, uh, to help them to, to study the Bible, uh, patient to study Bible. Uh, I'm still to working in the, in the hospital after in the seminary, the, my instructor, he also a, a pastor, he, he asked me, do you want a child to join their team? I, I say, what, what the team? Uh, he should tell me the, the team is the, uh, uh, help uh, to service the uh, church, the neighborhood, the, the homeless. Because she know me, and she say, and uh, happy also, you know how to communicate with the uh, mental patient. So she invited me to join their team. And uh, uh, Hong Kong, the, uh, the homeless uh, also have the mental illness. And uh, their situation is worse than here because the Hong Kong, you know, the weather is very hot and the dirty and the humidity. So uh, their life is very hard. Each uh, Sunday, when we finish the, finish the service, we will uh, take the food, go to the church, the neighborhood, the background, uh, the playground, to give them the, the lunch, share the lunch. And at the same time, I also will share the Bible, the, the study for them. But in Hong Kong, not same as here because in Hong Kong we many pay, pay, uh, many the neighborhood the, the resident they don't like us to do this thing they always say they criticize us why you you share the food for them the people dirty and uh, crazy but I think the God the Jesus uh, you let us uh, need us to service them so I still to give them. Until to 2011, I'm immigrant. I moved here. In that time, I have two things to do. I need to do things. First thing, I need to find a 
place to live in. Uh, I find a, place, a house, to, uh, a home to live in. Second, I need to find a church to service. Um, before in Hong Kong, um, I'm once time I go to the retreat, and the retreat, uh, and the retreat uh, pastor to to ask us, uh, invite us, uh, invite uh, brother and sister who willing to long life to uh, service God. You may hands up, and he will help us to help them to pray. In that time, my wife and me, he hands up and say yes. Then the pastor help us to pray, and I promise the God we will surface him. At first, I don't know what to do, but I know uh, happy and me, we can uh, I, we can uh, surface the uh, community, uh, surface mental illness. I think this is God for us the gift. So uh, when we uh, stay uh, come to, uh, start uh, at first in in America, we decided to find a church. The church uh, have the. Uh, mental the ministry uh, or homeless the ministry I, I will stay the church at first we find many the church week but they haven't the discipline until I've moved in this community and if in in here uh, this the neighborhood uh, one day my wife and me come to regenerate church and I know here have the uh, breakfast, uh, make the breakfast for the homeless. In that time, I know Jesus why led us to move in this the community and why I come to the region. Uh, happy and me to say, I find the church have the, this the ministry. So I'm say the church and, and making uh, and service the uh, homeless in every Sunday. And now I'm um, thank you God. I say thank you God. Let us to here, and uh, I'm I can every Sunday uh, work, uh, service the homeless, and even in uh, I'm working in in the church and and do the cake cleaning all the thing. Jesus let us have as even uh, another face another on the hand. Uh, Jesus let us have the time uh, to study in the. College learning English, although my English not so good, and I can share my my surface the our surface to God and all the thing. Thank you, uh, I witness. I wish that you also uh, can whole life surface the Jesus the God. Thank you. I want to say thank you, Gary. Thank you, Happy. Okay. And uh, we just want to pray for you and ask Lord that you continue to use Gary and Happy in the ministry that you've placed in them from um, people whose brains aren't quite right in Hong Kong to uh, sharing with those on the street who are having various issues, either mental issues or their situational issues, to coming here to Regen to be able to. 
uh, take the desires of their heart and the imparting of what you've given to their souls and how you've used their minds and raising them up in the word and using their hands and feet to share with the least of these here at Regen. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll uh, go into a time of communion now. I turn my machine on. And uh, you should have little cups here. And if you don't, raise your hand and someone will come down and um, I'll get you one. It's one of these, uh, I don't think they had these at the Sea of Galilee. So the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we'll take the bread. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Don't drink the 